Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled Intersections. It's part of World War Cthulhu Cold War series. Matthew Sanderson is our game master, and this is episode three. Our recap will be given by Thomas McKeon as his character, uh, Steve Combs. Uh, so without further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Thomas? Thank you, Tom. All right. At a certain point of the night outside the restaurant where our investigators were previously drinking with a collective of British intelligence agents, my character, Steve Combs, a covert operations agent, approaches a payphone. Dialing a number and lighting a cigarette, Combs listens as the phone rings. When he hears the click of the other line, he says, it's Combs. Are you in a good place? Me? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I landed in Istanbul a few hours ago. Did the bridge get the dead drop in a mole? Good. Listen, I'm in the gap right now, so this is as good a time of any, as any to give you the info. They picked me up outside Iran yesterday, rushing me into a, uh, onto a recent assignment almost immediately after making the drop. Non-stop flight to Istanbul on a charter flight, and uh, I was picked up on the runway at Yezloki? No, it's not that. Ataturk. Ataturk Airport, we'll just call it that. From there, we went to the consulate, and I was sat outside an office. There were two other guys there. One was clearly military, Marines, I think, uh, if what I heard was right. The other was CIA intelligence, I believe. Others arrived soon after, a doctor and two other intelligence agents, but I'm getting to it, just wait. Inside, we met with two men, Harlow and Layton, our handlers for the job we were being tasked to perform. The task, a rather interesting one to say the least. It's to assess and possibly extract a Russian businessman named Karakov. He used to be with the Soviet Navy. But we can't get to him without going through a middleman, uh, Akumatesh, an information broker here in uh, Istanbul. We'll be meeting him at Golata Tower tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on the upper floors. From what I've gathered, Akumatesh has some occult information needed for looking into occult activity here in the region, which is what Section 46 wants us to look into. Seems like the Brotherhood is quieting down. I mean, they were always relatively secretive and quiet, but no movement is odd, right? Anyways, Karakov seems like he wants an effect. He was a captain with the Soviet Navy and may have serious information regarding Soviet movements and technology. More importantly, he's theorized by Washington to be a KGB agent. CIA's intention is to vet Karakov and extract him if he's of value. Problem is, he may have his business partner with him, a guy named Vladimir Tumatov. They're acting as partners in a Soviet export company, but it's obviously a Soviet front. And of course, our front is that of a trade delegation, trying to mend trade between the East and West. Tumatov was also so ex-Soviet Navy, like Karakov, which screams KGB agent to me. And if both are KGB, and this whole thing is a bait and switch, well, that's why they brought me a cleaner in. But we'll see. Anyways, that was the gist of the meeting, but it was also mentioned that some kind of nuclear scientist was coming onto this. If anything develops on that front, I'll let you know. 
When leaving the consulate and heading over to our hotel, we were followed by a man named Lormar, British intelligence. He told us that he and his pals wanted to take us to dinner and possibly get to know us. Obviously, they were edging for information, and most of us knew that going in, what we didn't know was that the CIA or maybe even the Brits bugged out the room. The surveillance one, LeBeau, discovers the mic all over the suite, and we took the, to the roof to talk about Section 46. Let me tell you, these guys have some pretty tough runs in with the darkness. One of their stories, this one about things raiding a lighthouse, had me kind of on edge. But it ended with the doctor showing us a gold figure or something. Apparently, Hawkeye LeBeau found it and picked it up after some kind of run-in on the plane. Sounded like a pretty intense flight. There was a woman who ran from the plane, leaving her bag, I, I think, but the object piqued my interest during the conversation. It's only worth a few hundred dollars on first glance, but the doctor, Jacoby, he says it's got something to do with a race of things called the Achilanthians. What did he say about it? Not too much, just that it matches some descriptions. It's interesting though. He wanted a manifest of passengers on board looking for some kind of information, but I, think, I don't think that'll lead to much. Listen, we just finished up dinner with the Brits. The others are inside paying. They'll, they'll think it's something's wrong if I don't head back in. Oh, yeah, before I forget, this also just happened. A French man sat down at our table saying he overheard that we worked at the consulate. He wants us to find someone. That's right, a French guy. He says he wants us to find some guy that walked into the consulate last year. I don't know. He's probably just an idiot. He gave us a drawing of the guy saying he had an altercation. Like I said, probably just some idiot, but he's offering pay. I know, I know. I'll keep my eye open. Yeah, I'll call you when I have something more substantial. Same number? All right, I'll talk with you then. I hang up the phone, and I'll walk back into the restaurant Okay, so many thanks indeed. I always like the recap. Uh, well done. Right, so in which case it falls through as you described. You head back inside. Uh, the the service getting the bill to you takes a little little time. They're not exactly uh, rushing to get you off the table. So as you head back inside, they're just sorting out either credit cards or uh, hard currency. And at about that time, outside, uh, a car pulls up which from your vantage point, you can probably see through the window, looks fairly familiar, that various of amongst you will catch sight of Gail Bennett, um, who you met, who picked you up from the airport previously. Uh, there's only one passenger in the back of her car this time. Um, Natalia, would you like to introduce yourself as to um, what you look like? You've just been driven from Ataturk Airport, uh, your flight being delayed. Okay. Um, picked up by uh, Gail Bennett is a... Um, member of the CIA in town that is very much is given as your point of contact and she has brought you straight here after a dear friend Lorimer uh, has told you that's where you are planning to be tonight okay uh, did she brief me on anything or uh, I would say that your, your associates there and gives the description of the other six that, um, that are in the restaurant um, they have already been given their instructions I understand you can pick them up from them okay. uh, they, they can do the briefing Okay. You, you, you catch a little bit of a vibe from her that she's, um, yeah, not not exactly impressed um, that other people are in town dealing with some uh, a fairly big 
operation like this that it seems like oh it's the out the out of towners from washington have come in and uh, swooped in and stolen our glory so okay not hostile at you just the fact that you've been sent here to do what she wanted to do got you um so natalia natalia is about five foot seven um she's fair skinned blue eyes uh blonde hair like a more on the uh, darker blonde like a uh wheat blonde hair um slender uh athletic looking actually and um fairly attractive you good and by and by fairly attractive i mean my uh stats in in appearance is it's it's above average all good right okay. so um as you are being um gail so parks up the concierge, um, not the concierge, the, the, the guy on the front desk takes the keys and she says, don't worry that I'll be back out in a second. And she leads you in into the lobby of the Parapalace Hotel, this opulent um, hotel that was originally built to service the guests that came into town on the Orange Express. Okay. Uh, so there's a good degree of grandeur here, lots of marble, lots of uh, velvet. Um, goes to the concierge desk and from there is directed to the entrance to the restaurant where she gazes very quickly over the sea of tables and gestures in the direction of the other assembled group as they just seem to be paying. Okay. Uh, she nods to you and says, good luck. If you need me, contact me at the consulate. All right. At which point she turns around and walks quickly out of the door. Okay. Now, um, these, these, uh, individuals I'm meeting up with. I, I received names or maybe even a dossier on, on these. Yeah, she's, you've got a set of photos and names that go with them. Say so these, uh, these are your team that you will be working with. All right. Um, hmm, I will look to maybe the most impressive looking one and I'll walk up to them and introduce myself. Hey, who wants to claim to be the most impressive? <laughs> We know that's we know that's me. Come on, I'm a sixty percent uh, uh, attractive appearance. <laughs> Felt like a brick shithouse. I don't know. <laughs> I'm completely nondescript and forgettable. That's <laughs> that's, that's who I go. There you go. That's who we'd like our agents. There you go. I doubt the SIS are going to be forgetting Postgate's antics and um, uh, anecdotes anytime soon, though. <laughs> we look at Postgate and they go, "When did you get here?" How long have you been here? <laughs> so, so I will walk up to, uh, I guess it would be Postgate, Henry Postgate, and I will introduce myself as, excuse me, uh, are you Mr. Henry Postgate? I am, yes. Yeah, I was told to uh, introduce myself and to um, meet up with you and the rest of the team. Uh, I am Dr. Vokoga. Ah, yeah, I think we were told that you were coming, yes. Um, I, I take it you have oh, some kind of ID. Oh, I, of course I do. And I get, you know, show my ID to them, just basically um, verifying who I am and everything. Aha, uh -huh. right. Um, well, would you like to join us? Absolutely. Were you gentlemen just getting started or? Unfortunately, we're just finishing. Ah. Um, 
So, it's always my luck with men. <laughs> I have no idea what she means. No. I think he was, I think Ema would be like, we'll just be getting started if you fancy. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's early in the show and they're already out. <laughs> <laughs> well, please, if you're hungry, uh, I suppose we can stay for a while. No, it's, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. I'll, I'll survive. I'll manage. Well, where to? Where, where were you gentlemen heading? Well, it's the evening. We were on our way back to our, uh, our apartment. Okay. Now, um, the question is, would I have been set up with something like that? You as were. Well? Okay. You are. Your, your room is prepared. Okay. It's very well prepared. Yeah, well, that you... doesn't sound creepy <laughs> at all. Yeah. And be careful what you say in there because there are people listening. That's that's what I meant. It's as you heard. <laughs> it's been prepared beforehand. You might check behind the mirrors. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, so are we're gonna pile back into de- various vehicles and head back, or do we still have the stretch limo? Well, um, you're dropped off um, at the apartment block. It's only a couple of blocks away from here, so you you could quite easily walk if you wanted. Well, would it be oh. safer to brief here where there's no bugs? Yeah, it's there's a fair amount of background noise. It would make a directional microphone pretty difficult to pick anything up. And again, it would be similar to um, those of you that were at the Fairfax on Embassy Row at the beginning, um, that you'd pretty much need a bug at the table for anyone to really overhear you. So as long as you don't broadcast and yell and shout various things, you should be all right to... Um, have, our, have our CIA friends left? Uh, yeah, there was. So Bennett's already gone. She went back out to her car and drove off. And the SIS made their excuses after um, they... They just wanted to start slitting their wrists after Postgate's uh, 15th anecdote. They bugged out, man. Um, sure, why don't we have some coffee before we leave and some cognac or, or something? Get, get a snack or something. Um, a little aperitif. Uh, uh, Henry has been uh, telling us some interesting stories about, uh, about his visit to the 10th floor uh, of the uh, Century Building. Oh, that was the one. Yes. Yeah. For Natalia, uh, you'll know that as pretty much um, code to say, um, I'm a member of Section 46. Are you? Okay. All right. Since we get no response from her. <laughs> yeah, suspicious. We won't talk about any of that stuff. <laughs> Um, what, uh, what Robert is telling you is that our rooms are bugged. Oh, no. Yeah. I know. I, I pretty much expected that coming in. Um, well, actually, I guess my question now is for Wayne directly. How much do we need to inform you as to what's going on? Pretty much everything. Just everything, lay it all out. Pretty much everything. Well, I mean, um, just give me, give me the, the cliff notes, uh, version. Of okay. The there's a, there's a KGB agent, uh, uh, we think he's KGB, uh, a Russian who wants to defect. 
and uh, tomorrow evening we're meeting up with an information dealer named uh, Utkuma Josh, who mm-hmm. is going to set up our meeting with uh, with uh, this Russian fellow, uh, Vladimir. Uh, uh, sorry, Vadim. I've been saying Vladim, but it's Vadim, uh, Vadim uh, Kasikov. And uh, we're 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 to assess whether he's worth uh, the CIA extracting him. You know. Okay. Any of you speak Russian? I do. Okay. But apparently he speaks English. But it's also it's always good to know Russian when dealing with. Uh, right. And we're posing. Like... We're posing as uh, as uh, consulate. Uh, uh, officers, we're here to discuss East-West relations, and it's classified. So that's what we can. If people say, "Oh, why are you here?" We'll say, "I'm sorry, that's classified." It was established that we are a trade delegation, right? A trade delegation because mm-hmm. Kazakov, um, the KGB in the Black Sea, is using the exports uh, company as a front to move people you know, as they see fit. In general, since you're a scientist and I am also a scientist, I'm a biologist. Ah. Um, we are, we are going to hang in the background. Uh, I forget which one of you guys is going to be the forefront of it, but we're going to be just members of the entourage and, but we're there to verify any scientific stuff that comes out of this uh, Kasikov's mouth. It, if he's got anything, you know, that's worth it to the KGB. Okay. Is there anything else? I think that's, that's mainly our, our thing. Okay. Thank you for, for bringing me up to speed. And we're not going to tell you anything about a section 46 unless you respond properly for, to, uh, <laughs> to our inquiry. You know what? I have a very short memory outside of game. I wish I could be like my characters that I played. What was that, that password again? Section, section 46. Well, you know what section 46 is, right? Okay, yeah. That's the, uh, they're like Delta Green, but international. Um, okay. uh, they have an office at the, on the 10th floor of the Century Building in, uh, in London. So if we say, if somebody says to you anything about going to the 10th floor on the, of the Century Building, it means that they're agents of, of Section 46, and nobody else will even know what that means. Okay. So, yeah, I will respond with the proper password, office uh, on the 10th floor of the Century Building. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, then... What I was going to ask you, um, so your specialty is in biology, any particular uh, subfield, like maybe microbiology or genetics? I'm a research biologist, mostly in, in uh, uh, stronger in zoology than anything else. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm very, very familiar with anatomy of both animals and humans. Okay. And I can perform surgery. Okay. Well, I can't perform so I, I have a bit of a knowledge of, of biology, but just as long as you can split atoms. Yeah. You are a nuclear physicist. Yeah. Um 
we we got we got a directive from uh, N. We we're not we we wouldn't discuss this here. Oh no no no. We wouldn't, um, that's why I'm making small talk about science as we're walking down the street. You know what I'm going to do just just for the sake of the game, so that we can continue. I'm going to send you uh, the printout that we got. Okay. You can just read it, and you'll you'll see what our our main directive is. Okay. And then we can just continue with. This. Oh yeah, you guys can continue on. Don't mind me. That works. Right. So while Voco was going over um, over the dot matrix printout, is there anything else you want to do at the Parapalace, or are you planning on heading back to the apartment or elsewhere? Um, is is this on the SIS's tab? Yeah, the, um, they they did make the. Um, quick get out they just dropped a whole wad of cash on the desk on the table and said that should cover it and more we gotta go yeah <laughs> and there's well I'll, I'll have another cognac but yeah you still got plenty of cash left over good and um before we go um i'll wait for the change <laughs> <laughs> i'd like a i'd like to take a bottle of whiskey there's enough Okay, you're between between those two and a couple other drinks, and like getting the coffee for Natalia, um, you pretty much erode most of what's left over the chat um, of the spare cash. Oh, just just leaves the rest as a tip. Yeah, there, there you go. go. That's good. Always good to be known as a big tipper in these places. <laughs> Not too difficult with the Turk uh, with the Turkish lira. All right, I'm just. One thing I admittedly will say, I am slow with messages. So if you send me stuff, it might take me a second to read. What do we leave them? Uh, 25,000 uh, lira for uh, a tip? That's like what, five <laughs> cents. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite that bad. Uh, let me have a look. So I did make a note with the exchange rate, but wasn't planning on picking it out quite so soon. Oh, you don't, don't have to. I was just being s <laughs> silly. Yeah, I know I put it in there somewhere, but no, not to worry. It, it is a pretty shoddy exchange rate. I mean, it's good in your favour, but obviously not for the uh, not for the lira. But yeah, so you're pretty much buying stuff around here. We won't have to keep track of things like credit rating, spends, or anything like that. You, you've got enough money behind you and expenses you can call upon that you can pretty much buy buy most things that you'd want here. Okay. Right. So after generous tip left and the. Uh, the waiter being uh, the server being very uh, very pleased to take away the um, the rather full tray. Uh, you're left to your own devices. Okay. Um, we're going to meet uh, this Utkarmajesh uh, at uh, the uh, the Galata Palace, the Galata Tower. Uh, there's a nightclub. We're going to meet there tomorrow night. Um, that's at least where the meeting is set up for. Right, seven o'clock. It's okay. loud. It would be impossible to bug the place. Uh, and, and Owen, if we have anything really classified to say back at the apartments, we go up on the roof. There's no bugs up there. Question, because it wasn't necessarily specified in the last episode. Uh, Matt, mm -hmm. is the meeting on one of the upper floors or is it on a base floor? Because I know that no, you it's said... On one. It's one of the upper floors. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Weren't we going to send someone in advance to kind of case the joint 
we were going to go there tomorrow just to okay. see what the layout of the place mm -hmm. was. And right, right. <clears throat> make sure there's not like any place we can get trapped or leave possibly Eamon and Combs were going to, but it could be anybody really that wants to do it. It's a it's a touristy place, so even if we all went and walked in and looked around, oh, that's right. Here, just not going in as a big like adventuring party, right? right. It's not yeah. like Reservoir Dogs where we walk in, <laughs> in in slow motion into the building. That was that, we have to do that at some point, but just not not that just soon. not that, just not most this, likely. Right? We would just be <laughs> part of a gigantic crowd going in and yeah. looking at it. It's a famous landmark. It does stick out a long way above the skyline, so yeah, it's very easy to see. Well, I, I was thinking about how we could go in to, to um, case it, and wouldn't wouldn't it be a good idea if, um, obviously, um, Steve and Eamon need to um, go in um, to, as you say, case the place and look for fire exits, cover, that sort of thing. And my, um, my main but, focus is going to be exit strategy. There you go. Couldn't, couldn't the rest of us perhaps go in as part of a... Um, there must be some sort of tour. Oh, yeah, during the day, I'm sure there would or be. Some sort of you know package group that includes dining there for, for lunch or something. Something I just thought about, too. Is, in something touristy, that wouldn't attract any attention at all. If it's a nightclub, it's probably open this evening if you wanted to go and check it out before we go. Oh, I'm all about that. Um, yeah, dancing, dancing. I could I bring something up. Um, I, I know that we talked about bugging, you know, and stuff like that. LeBeau, you're a you're a surveillance guy, right? Yeah, uh, gadgets. Well, do you think it'd be possible to bug one of us? And we're in close proximity at the nightclub. Maybe we could get something that way, just so that way we have something to go over or give to our superiors. That's a good idea. I probably could do something like that, couldn't I, Matt? Mm -hmm. Just like a little lavalier or something like so that. So you want someone to wear a wire during the discussions? Just something. Something yeah. that we can we can show. It's just not like, oh, hearsay. Like, oh, we think that he's viable. It's Here's what he said. Here's what this person said. We're yeah. going to make the decision, though. So, well, I was wondering that in regards to this meeting, like, are are all six or seven of us going to be at the meeting, or do we only just need to send one or two of us in, and then have the electronics provide the audio to the rest of the group? Completely up to you. If you want all of you to turn up, you certainly are welcome to turn up. Um, getting a recording of what's going to be said there is easy um, either say by wire by having a recording device with you again not going to be a problem so it's really how again you how you want to play it. it it seems like we all need to be there for the meeting with um uh vadim uh kasikov but we don't necessarily all have to be there for the meeting with uh um uh udkar majesh well in, in terms of, of assessing information, uh, I, I think it would be a good idea to keep our, our um, two scientists back um, and, and not in the field of fire. Um, and if we've got um, surveillance,
then someone in the meeting could wear a wire and then um, uh, Jacoby and Paul Volker can then listen in via that, um, which, which means they can assess any, any potential information they overhear mm. uh, without, without putting themselves under any threat. And, and that's my main concern is, uh, let's say that we go and we meet Karakov and it's a bait and switch. It's let's get some agents in there and then let's gun them down or take one of them or something like that. Having a huge group of us, it's like, oh, that's just fish in a barrel, especially well, if there's two civilians. I think we're more, we're more concerned that we'd be embarrassed and killed for hmm. killed or killed. Hmm. We're embarrassed. That's bad. We could have one or two people. At the can table. never be too careful. I agree with Combs. Wear clean no. underwear. We have a secondary. We have a secondary priority. Oh, well, it's actually our primary priority. We need to talk to uh, Utkar about uh, about our agent uh, forty six. I mean, our, our agent N stuff. What does he know about uh, certain uh, religious cults? Right, that are uh, on the rise. Well, uh, in that case, Mr. Lebeau, I suggest it might be um, perspicacious if there was some sort of problem with the surveillance uh, equipment at that point. Yeah, we probably shouldn't be too far away from one another. Is what I'm thinking. Hmm. Yeah, whether it be, I don't know. I don't know if we could do a van or if we could just. Have be in a room nearby or across the other side of the room. I'm not quite sure how to do that. What about a building across the street or an alleyway across the street? It would lengthen the response time. Even possibly one of the bathrooms or something. Well, we also have the stretch limo. This, the limo could be, you know, just set up the equipment in there and listen in from there. Hmm, that's a good idea. We could also use this opportunity to establish trust with Mr. Majash and stick to simply the Volkov problem. I mean, sorry, the Kosikov problem. No, no sorry. Uh, stick to the Kosikov problem. And then at a later date, perhaps the next evening or so, have the same individuals approach Mr. Uh, Mr. Majash and introduce the rest of us as looking for the cult stuff. Once we have his trust, then he may be more inclined to answer questions about that nature. Just a suggestion. So are we going back to the apartment or are we going to go to well, we're already at the Para Palace, right? So we could literally just go upstairs to the club. Now, are we going to be meeting in a private room? The, the Para Palace is not the Galata Tower. Oh, I'm sorry. I got those confused. <coughs> probably see, you can probably see the Galata Tower from the top of the Para Palace. That's where I thought you were going. <laughs> it's a big, gigantic, round tower. <laughs> it's um, about 200 feet tall. Yeah. I'm about I'm about hitting the nightclub, scoping it out. <clears throat> I, I would like to get my group on. <laughs> I want to ask a question that out of game, like were earpieces a thing at this point or were they not a, a thing yet? 
I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm feeling not. I was tiny electronics. Mm, probably not. Well, the seventies. Of course, there were earpieces like um, mm, oh, transistors, like yeah. transistor radio headpieces. Right. I mean, they yeah. were pretty cumbersome. I, I would think maybe yeah, they had little, you had little mono earplug things in the seventies. I remember having one to to watch portable telly at night with. Right. <laughs> Listen to the baseball games. Are probably not inconspicuous, right, in that regards. You have well, a big gigantic yeah. cassette player under your shirt, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just for communication between each other, I guess. Get the tape, Serpico. Well, let's go. <laughs> well, that, that kind of thing, I think you'd be looking more of a, a, um, a walkie-talkie. Mm, okay. More, uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. I was, I was just curious. Okay. short range, I think, most 70s walkie-talkie. Eamon looks at the doctor. He's like, well, I'm, I'm for a bit of scouting and maybe some dancing. I don't really. They go together well enough. Mm-hmm. Night's still young. Look at my watch because I don't actually know what time it is at this point. What time is it? It's probably about nine o'clock. So oh. it's not late. So it's, yeah, the place is probably just opening, really. Just opening, oh, yeah. So early. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's a, a good idea. At least we can get the layout of the place. Yeah. And we're already dressed nicely. I'm always dressed nicely. Vlad <laughs> <laughs> never goes on. With your bespoke suit? Heck yeah. Savile, Savile bro. Well, I'm in, if anyone else is. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Okay, if you, it sounds like you have come to consensus, you're heading to the tower. Uh, can I have a party luck roll? So whoever has the lowest luck. All right. I have, I have 50 in luck. What are the rest of you? Anybody have lower than 50? 55. All right, That's it's you. not lower. So me? It's you. Right. 100. Uh, 71. No. Bad luck. Okay. Well, in which case, you arrive at the Glatz Tower. Uh, there's a little bit of a queue outside, but you're relatively early in terms of when the nightclubs open and so on. The restaurants are still open inside. Um, as you head, um, head inside, it takes a little while of queuing and so on. The, the bouncers out the door look, uh, look you up and down and then wave you in. Uh, it's a little bit of a hike to the top uh, because it is mainly the top floors of the tower that have been converted, not the ground floors. They're mainly offices and so on. Uh, mainly for the running of the different businesses that, um, that are based inside the tower now. Um, it's a fairly standard nightclub. It's nothing to write home about. Um, the booze is a little bit more expensive here. Um, there's definitely people have dressed up, uh, some quite provocatively, others just for a good night out on the town. Uh, there's dancing, so good amount of Western imported music, uh, lots of disco. Disco. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so that's, that's made its way over here. Uh, there's some more local. There's some more local music as well um, that say would be in uh, say sung in Turkish. But yeah, it seems to be a normal place. Um, definitely clocking um, around the areas for or exits for escape routes and so on. There's a couple of different options um, in here. Likewise, if you poke your head into the restaurant, you can see the similar kind of setup. The, the tower almost seems to be divided into two that you've got one half of the bill, well, one half of the floor is the public area, and then the other half is the backstage area, if you will. 
um, things like the kitchens, the uh, drink storage, uh, sound systems and other offices. So you can either head out of the main entrance, which would then get you down the stairs that run around, around the interior of the tower, or you can then push through into the private areas or the business areas and then find your way down from there. So you, you've got you've got multiple options. It's not a bottleneck where it's go one way in, one way out. Okay. Um, the, at this time of night, though, most I'm assuming most of the private business areas would be shut down and closed. Yeah, the the, the more normal day to day running areas, like on the lower floors, yeah, they're all shut up and they're closed and locked. Whereas the upper floors, they're all open now because this is all prime business time. Yeah. So the, even the restaurant at nine o'clock is still going fairly strong. Um, the signs there indicate they're open till about midnight. And um, is, there a way you, the, is there a way to the observation top, the top of the tower during this time? Uh, we'll say yes. Yeah, there's, there's a little bit to see out there. I mean, there's going to be the lit skyline. Uh, not much to see in the in the dark, apart from lots of pretty lights off in the distance, and you see the traffic going past. But yeah, you, there's there is an observation port where you can look out. It's more through windows than actually a platform, because uh, the the tower does end in a um, in a cone. Oh yeah. Well, I thought I have some pictures where there's like a walkway around the top of it, but maybe that's yeah. If you want to go outside onto the platform, then yeah, you can do that. It's a bit windy, but yeah, you could definitely go up that high. Be careful. How to get below. Yeah, mostly, it's, mostly it's an open area inside with plenty of large windows that then look out across the skyline. Mm, okay. You can go out onto a onto a railing, yeah. So uh you say it's just a standard nightclub, lights flashing. Yeah, noise. plenty plenty of plenty of glitter ball. ABBA comes on more than once. Yeah. Is is it possible? I don't want to say scout, but maybe just poke around for the ins and outs, kind of like exit strategy, as Combs was talking about earlier? Yeah, yeah. So you've, got multiple, you've got multiple options, so it's not a case okay. of you go in through one door and you have to go out that way. There are other back entrances that go, back exits that go out through the more the more business entrances. Okay. As that's, and then it's, it's pretty easy to determine, right? We don't really need a, a role. Like, like, that's obvious. Here's all the places. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you've, you're going along under a no-pressure environment at this point. There's nothing there that's really going to stop you or harass you or threaten you. So you get a good chance to have a look over the interior and exterior of the building. So you have plenty. You have a good couple of about three or four different options for exit strategies. Can I get uh, my dance on? One thing that I can, um, you can make a roll for, though. Um, if you are having a good look around outside the nightclub, going through the restaurant, pretty much taking everything you can on every floor in, you can give me a spot hidden roll. That's my job. 23. 23, that's what I got. Oh, look at that, 23 out of 50. 33 out of 60. I uh, did a, an 18, which is a hard success. 18 out of 45. Mm -hmm. I got an 89. I, I didn't pass. <laughs> Still jet lagged. Yeah. <laughs> it has been a long flight in. So, as you're looking around, 
um, was engaging, as well as the the physical layout of the place. You're looking around the people here as well to see if there's anyone that stands out, if there's anyone that's watching you, what you're doing. Um, there's a couple of members of staff that clock, uh, that clock eyes with you, but you are several faces in a sea of people. There are quite a few people in the nightclub, so it's not that you're doing anything overtly suspicious that will gain their attention. Just that as yourselves, as you are moving around the, um, the mass of people here, when you go down to the restaurant, there's one person that does stand out a little bit more than the rest. Um, she's relatively attractive, which may catch uh, certain people's eyes. Not looking at anyone, O'Sullivan. But, yeah. Oh, you got me. <laughs> yeah, um, she's in her mid to late twenties, uh, dressed fairly fairly nicely. Uh, definitely, the uh, her dress accentuates uh, the, her various assets, um, but. She looks, frankly, she, she's the one thing that makes her stand out is that she's the only sad person in the restaurant. Um, she sat at a table for two, opposite an empty chair. Um, evidently seems to have been there a fair while, given the, uh, the breadcrumbs that are accumulating in her breadstick bowl. Oh, boy. And just seem, she, you get the impression this is a lady who's being stood up. So she's the only sad person in the place, and she's, she's not on the point of holding back tears, but you can just see this just look of depressed sadness on her face. Oh boy. I'm trying to Go entertain her, Henry. Oh. <laughs> tell her some tell her some of your about your travels. That will cheer her up. Uh, if Henry is that's one thing. If not, then Eamon will wander up and sit right down. I think. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fortune favors the bold. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in which case you you sit down. She's not going to um, not going to stop you. She looks up with a little little bit of a look of surprise, and <clears throat> just, just just looks at you. It's like, oh, alas, the seat taken. I guess I'm saying that as I as he's sitting down, <laughs> and more than just sitting down. Oh, did uh, did Adam send you? Autumn. Yeah, Adam. He hasn't. He hasn't turned up. I mean, is, is something wrong? No, <laughs> nothing's wrong at all. And he'll like do the. He'll do this like for to the waiter, and then just like, you know, just like catch a waiter's attention, then look back at her. Yeah, the the waiter starts uh, making his way over from the distance. Oh, just so I was. Um, oh, she's speaking with a British accent, by the way. Okay. Um, she says, I was, I was getting worried, and he, no, he normally sends someone, or at least I, I would, thought, would think he sends someone, if there'd been any problems. I mean, I, I haven't seen you before. Are you, are you new in town? I am very new in town. Uh, yep. Eamon's my name. Eamon. Oh, she, uh, she reaches out a hand across the table. Uh, Pamela. Pamela Courtney. Pam. Typing it down. One second. Okay. And uh, yeah, he'll he'll sh shake her hand if, if she offers. Yeah, she's relatively soft and relatively delicate, uh, delicate handshake. What can I be doing for you? Well, uh, I was hoping that if you if you came over here, you'd be bringing a note from my uh, from my other half. But seems like he's um, stood me up again. I'm getting a bit worried about it. He's like, nothing to be worrying about at the moment. Just filling in. Thought I'd wander over here and keep you a bit of company. 
Oh, well, well, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, what, is, what is it that brings you to, um, brings you to Istanbul? Uh, just seeing the sights, mostly. Business is nil, mostly pleasure. Um, fair enough. I have lots of business myself. I work at the uh, British Consulate just down the road. Okay. So this is where I'm not sure myself if it's something I can tell her that I, I've been, that I'm a part of that as well. Um, Lucas as the player. Because <laughs> like, that's where we're working out of right now, right? Well, you're working out of the American consulate. She's oh, the, out of the British consulate. We've met some of, the, we've met some of them, haven't we? Yes, you have. have. You haven't met her. And okay. we haven't met anyone named Adam, I don't think. No. Nope. Okay. Okay, so when she says that, I'll be like, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been walking around the American consulate a little bit. That's where I hail from. New York, actually. Oh, so you, you well, you might know Adam. So, well, you said nothing to worry about. I presume you know him. He, he, he also works at the American consulate. Oh, yeah? I'm trying to be, he's trying to be very, um, very broad without giving a yes or no. I guess that's my attempt there, which if that involves me to lie a little bit or in some way I will do so. Mm -hmm. If you're just being non-committal at the moment, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the word. That's yeah. That I just try to let her talk as much as possible while I order a drink, like two of whatever she was having. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's. Yeah, she, you do get the impression she's kind of looking to you and maybe reading into uh, reading your non-committal response. She's taking it the way she wants it to be. Okay, that's good. That's fine. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know what to say with her. She goes, at this point of the evening, I'm just looking uh, to be you know entertain myself, some drinks, some dancing. Don't know if you're interested, and uh, just cutting loose for a few before we go back to get some shut eye. Well, yeah, I've known to uh, known to make a few moves on the dance floor occasionally. <laughs> she she smiles a little um, shyly at that. All right, so he'll invite her to dance. He goes, maybe we can chat more later, but I'm itching to get on the floor. Okay, yeah, she she nods, and says, you know what? After being stood up for the third time, why the hell not? <laughs> and she gets up and you can boogie on down to the boogie on down to the disco. <laughs> right. Good. I, I don't really want to watch even uh, disco. So who wants drinks on me? I, <laughs> I like to. I leave. was just just wondering if that if Eamon dances without moving his arms, but just his feet jump up and down like he's the lord of the dance. <laughs> the lord. Me. Uh, I'll have I'll a drink. Yeah, I'm buying shots for everybody. Essentially, Matt, I'm just like keep keep them coming. We're at a nightclub, you know. <coughs> they probably like a have a, idea. They probably haven't invented it yet, but I would like a brain hemorrhage. <laughs> let's, let's let's go. Okay. Lots of lots of Baileys, I think, in there, isn't there? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. It looks horrifying. Oh yeah, I'm pretty pretty certain I know that one. Tastes good, but by God, it looks horrible. St. Patrick's Eve, so go for it. We were, yeah, we were told to fit in. Let's fit in. <laughs> Mission accomplished, and I'm good. I'll just dance with her and give over to whoever else wants to go next year. <clears throat> I'm just, just going to have a gin tonic. 
What about you, LeBeau? You wanna, you wanna, are, are there um, like private areas in this nightclub? That there are definitely booths that you can see um, that go along the edge of the room. Uh, there's a couple of them which look like they've got curtains which would draw across them. Um, probably only one or two have got them closed at the minute. Although one of them that you can see, um, it's closed about halfway. You can see that there's definitely a, um, let's say a man who doesn't have the most attractive appearance, but is surrounded by plenty of, uh, plenty of ladies in very uh, scantily clad attire, which are very much at the other end of the bell curve in terms of their app score. <laughs> so he's, he's rich. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't dress like it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sort of doing a little check on people like that that are around, um, wondering if any of them are in fact Utkar Majesh. Um Not that I can tell, but I'll know tomorrow. You know, when we meet. Oh, have you frozen on me again? Am I frozen? Uh, I was, I was for a second, oh. but I've got that little your internet connection is unstable thing come up again. So hopefully, oh. I don't, don't drop out again. I, I didn't see you freeze. Oh, wait. Oh, I did this end. Oh. Fair enough. Okay. Um, if you have a look around the rest of the room, looking for Majash, that was what your luck roll was for. Um, he oh. is not here tonight. Okay. Wouldn't know what I was looking for anyway, but yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm up for going home. <laughs> that was fast. Ah, we just got the drinks. <laughs> we drank the drinks. It's like... <laughs> I'm just, are we going to role play playing at the, the discotheque? Um, I'm quite happy for, for this to be a nice little montage of drinks going down, dance moves being shaken and so on. Um, likewise, with with Eamon, um, Pamela is quite uh, quite appreciative that someone has uh, got taken time to make her night a little bit nicer. She kind of warms to you and uh, does actually uh, give you a slip of paper with her phone number on. Mm-hmm. Waves oh. crashing on the beach. Sorry, you were telling me I was making notes about her. <laughs> Sorry. You said number. Okay, I'm going to put that in my inventory. Thank you. That's it. But yep, otherwise drinks go down. Everyone is merry. No trouble. Raise its ugly head. And yep, you are quite free to leave the tower as and when you want, whether it be early or by kicking out time, really. I suppose we get to know uh, Natalia a little bit better and her knowledge of physics. Right. <clears throat> uh, maybe maybe I even dance with her. Mm, sure. Just because two scientists dancing, it works. It's not pretty, but it works. Hey, I'm a <laughs> physicist. I can dance. It's all about <laughs> physics. <laughs> Concentrating too much on the, uh, the trajectory of their movements as they spiral oh. around the floor. <laughs> <laughs> We don't move around much. We just do this because it's this. <laughs> this is where yes. you live up here. This is where you live. <laughs> if you've seen Hitch, you know what that means. This is where you live up here. Right. Yep. So, well, I'm in favor of going back to the apartments. Sure. Let's go back to the apartment. Yeah, that's okay. fine. It's probably about 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Yeah, whenever you want to head back. Yeah, not too late. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you make it back to the apartment. Again, uh, maybe the somewhat paranoid amongst you have a look over your shoulders. You're not being followed. Um, you get back to the apartment. For Natalia's benefit, 
Um, it's a four-story apartment block. There are a couple of apartments on each floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got eight rooms in total between you. Okay. And you're in room six. That's it. Oh, it was um, three floors with three, three, and two. That was it, I remember. So they've divvied up the rooms between them already, and you have yours. You have yours allocated. Okay. Was it two on the first floor, then three, then three? That's it. Yeah. And then the pla- uh, the observation platform on the roof. And we, I think we've debugged the living, the general living space, but not any of the rooms. That's or it. Not, not debugged. Discovered them. Discovered them. I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah, what we went up on the roof. And there is a terrace up uh, up on the roof and. <laughs> That's, That's it. LeBeau was the paranoid one and went round with a bug sweeper and got a couple of hits as soon as he started sweeping. It's like the very first thing that he did. <laughs> yep. uh, does anyone else want to do anything before you turn in for the night? No. I mean, we no can, I'm just going to shower. We can and, move uh, this along. Yeah. yeah. Now, now um, besides the bugs, are, are there any other sort of equipment uh, left here? for us as far as uh, things that we can use, use on the field? Uh, not direct, well, not as such as what you're thinking of, things like maybe guns or other specialist tech. Most of that you can requisition from your superiors at the US consulate. Okay. Um, the, the main room is, as it was described last time, 50 different shades of beige that there are, or brown. That It's very 70s in color scheme. Uh, okay. It's... Each room has, or each apartment has a kitchenette. Um, it has a lounge with a sofa, table, one bedroom, double beds, and so on. So it's all the basic amenities, but nothing a, that is uh, kind of field tech. All right. They have a bar, like a personal bar. Oh, they've got they've got a small fridge where there are a couple of a couple of bottles of things in there. All right. Yeah, be, I'll fix myself a vodka and uh, head to bed afterwards. Right. Question for Steve. The message you sent me, how long are you waiting? I'd say two, three hours. Okay, so you're you're waiting a fair while. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to give me a roll? I think you know what skill you're gonna be using. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a pass. It's a hard okay. two. Hard success. Yes. LeBeau, can you give me a D100 roll? I've got your sheet here, so you don't necessarily know what skill it is, but I will then compare against what level of success you have. I rolled a 64. Okay. I will quickly send a message. This is where paranoia begins. Matthew, you just used a technique we haven't used before. I like that technique. Well, having the sheets up so you don't know what necessarily what skill you're using. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's a nice touch. We're now going to incorporate that into all of our games. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, got a couple of tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> right. Can I now have a power roll from everyone? Oh, boy. oh yeah! Extreme success for me on a power roll. I passed. Yeah. Um, I, I have failed. Failure. 
Okay. Uh, that is an ex no, that's not an extreme. That's a hard pass. Very drunk. All right. So let me get. I need to make a note of this because this is definitely bookkeeping at my end. Uh, so Summerton, you said you got an extreme success. Yes. Okay. Um, Postgate was a failure. Yep. Uh, Sullivan was also a failure. Correct. Uh, Combs? I passed. Combs? He passed. He passed. Ah, right, so again, my okay. green froze. That's okay. No. Uh, regular or? It was just a, it was just a regular. Got it. Regular. Uh, Volkova? Uh, hard pass. Hard, okay. Jacoby? Failed. And LeBeau. Bring their success. Thank you. Okay. You start drifting off to sleep, all of you, over, um, over the course of various times. Like some have showers, some lie in bed for a little while. It takes some people a little while longer to drift off, but then finally you are all asleep. And you find yourself drifting off into oblivion. And it's nice. The beds here are nice and comfortable. That's one thing it seems that the CIA have invested in. At least they at least found somewhere that, uh, somewhere that has a, de a decent, soft, comfortable bed. And then you can hear noise around you. You can hear chit chat. You can hear sounds starting to come more clearly. And you finally blink and yawn um, to find yourself sat back at the table in the Parapalis Hotel. Where you had your uh, where you had your dinner, um, chuckling away to um, away to yourselves as um, Paul Postgate is again regaling the SIS with um, tales of American um, mund um, mundanity, and gradually seeing them get more and more frustrated and just want to leave. What do you do? Are we all here? Yes, you can see you can see each other sat around the table. This is this admittedly seems a little bit out of place for Volkova because you weren't involved in the um, in the original scene, so you're maybe slightly more confused. Yeah. But you were sat at a table with three, um, two men, one slightly older, uh, one slightly younger, that's a bit more rugged. the The older man is dressed in, in a meticulous three piece suit, and then there's a um, sort of fairly young, probably mid thirties lady. Um, who's dressed fairly business-like. She's keeping fairly quiet, but you can see a small wrinkle of a smile on the corner of her mouth. Um, they're sat on one side of this round table, and then you seven are round the other side looking at them. Um, there are plates laid out on the table. It seems like you're midway through meal. Okay. Um, and, um, Omaha, Nebraska is uh, apparently <laughs> home to the largest ball of earwax in the world. <laughs> Postgate, I think you already said that. It's something that I'd like to see, though, someday, huh? Strange feeling. You already saw that. I said all this before, and I looked at all the people, but I point to an Italian, I say, but I don't remember you. I don't remember any of this. So. What are you talking about? Did we go to sleep? I went to sleep, didn't I? Yeah. 
Is this a dream? It's like deja vu. No, we're here. And I, I'm going to put my hands on the table. And is it solid? It feels solid. What is the, what is, I, I'm saying this out loud. What are the other three that aren't part of our group? How do they react to me saying, this is real? Like I'm touching the table like a weirdo. Quite honestly, I think that we all may have drifted off uh, one of your stories, Henry. I froze again, sorry. Uh, can you repeat that last bit? Oh, I was just saying, um, <clears throat> I've put my hands on the table and I'm saying like, is this real? How do, the, how do the people across the table from us, how do they react to me saying, is this real? I mean, putting my hands on the table like a weirdo. It's almost as if you haven't said it. It's just I, I, the effect of Postgate stories on us all. I, I'm going to kind of squint my eyes at that. And I'm going to kind of just hold my hand out like this and just, and just kind of snap my, my, my fingers in front of the three of them, kind of lean over the table and do it. Yeah, that they do react to. Um, they almost snap, they almost seem to snap out of it as if you are, as you say, click your fingers in front of them. Um, Mr. Combs, you all, are you quite all right? Uh, are you quite all right? You were uh, kind of droning out there. You're just kind of... So, sorry, it was just the um, the earwax really got to me then for a second. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, you, you, you were saying. Oh, sorry. Would you like me to, would you like me to tell the story again? Oh, uh, God. <laughs> we, we, I drank. We did, I drank. Who drank? I look at the I'm others. Just, I'm going to look at my hands. Mm-hmm. I'm going to examine my hands. Um, did, did they definitely look like my hands? Yeah, they, they, they weird about my hands. They look as you remember them. Let's or would see. expect them to look like. Um, I, I was just going to say, this is probably a bad idea, because if it is a dream, these are, doing this is always bad in dreams. Um, can <laughs> I grab a spoon? And kind of like look at my reflection. Yeah, it's I mean it's somewhat twisted, but yeah, yeah you can you can hold a spoon up and look at your reflection. Can you give me a spot hidden roll? I can. Um, can I check my in my pack of cigarettes and see if there's the same amount of cigarettes in there as there were at dinner? I know I smoked more. I have frozen again, but I think I can see people moving. I heard. Yep. I keep getting this internet connection is unstable crap come up on my screen, so. Sorry. Uh, um, uh, Eamon asked something. I, w I was asking, I want to check no, my... you're all frozen now. Oh, no. Oh. Matthew, no. Yeah. Maybe he's going to... internet! I know there's, there's, a, there's a weather warning down south, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Um, right, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the time warp again. Oh, um, okay. Frozen again. We just have weather. Where's Matthew at? Where's he live at? Scott. Uh, um, uh, he's in the, England. The other, the other country in the south. <laughs> one of those other ones. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> what we refer to up here is the unhappy land in the south. <laughs> yeah, one of the United Kingdoms. <laughs> yeah, united my ass. <laughs> Not anymore. I know, I know that the British come across as a little stiff, but Matthew's taking it to the extreme. Oh my god! Ooh. <laughs> yes. See, I don't that 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 joke doesn't work for me because I've just got a black screen for him. He hasn't frozen for me. Oh, he's right oh, yeah. there. For yeah, him. for me, he's like he's sitting there. He's going like, 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'll let you in on a secret while we're having this little laugh. Sometimes, to amuse myself, I'll sit here without moving to see if anyone thinks I'm frozen. <laughs> we all need to entertain. I do that quite a lot. We all need to entertain ourselves somehow. Yeah. You, you should know, Mick, that we've known that you do that for a long time and yeah. play along. Because you just sit there and you just go like this. <laughs> because Lug walks by. <laughs> yeah. We hear a farting noise in the background, so it's kind of a giveaway. Well, while, while Matt's, Matthew's trying to figure this out, there's a fly, a horse flying here. I'm going to kill it. Okay. Hmm. Matthew, I was uh, asking, or I was at, for Eamon, as, as Tom was rolling, he like, I was going to check out my pack of cigarettes and see how many were in there. Yes, I, I did catch that. Okay. Uh, yeah, your pack is there and it is full. So it had like, okay. So I had as many as I had at dinner the last time I was at dinner. Yeah. I, I, I turn to Mr. Combs and I say, so your hypothesis is that this is a dream? I think we may have drank something. Uh, I I don't know. I feel really odd. Well, Maybe I had a drink at the nightclub and here. But it, well, let's test the hypothesis. I uh, pick up my fork mm-hmm. and I jam it into the back of my hand. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll, roll me one d two. It's just made it. Uh, I rolled a two, so that's a one. Okay, uh, cross off one magic point. Oh, my magic point. And uh, I think one of the things I tried to do in between the freezing screens was for Combs as you put your spoon up. Uh, did you pass a spot hidden roll? I did. Okay, um, you hold up the spoon. Um, yep, your reflection is slightly distorted because it's a say it's a curved surface. Um, but the thing that you notice isn't so much in the reflection on the spoon, which does look to be your normal face, being assaulted by a fly. <laughs> There's a horse fly. I'm trying to kill it oh. as it flies by. Oh, good luck. I hate those things. <laughs> um, as you're holding up the spoon like this, because obviously you're catching a reflection, but you also see a bright colour off at the other side of the bar. Um, this is where you might remember that Eamon got up and went to have a chat with the two people that were sat at the bar. Oh, Jacoby, I think. That was, yeah, that was Jacoby, I think. Ah, okay. Yeah, in which case, Jacoby went over there and then learned that they were speaking in French. Mm-hmm. That same place, the woman and the man aren't there, but someone is wearing a bright yellow but somewhat tattered dress. <laughs> um, she has a veil pulled over, uh, pulled over her face. Um, she seems relatively... Uh, say her figure is accentuated but she's just looking at you with a even through the veil you can still see her um, still see her expression and she is say nonplussed is the best best way to describe it can i because this is weird can i get up without saying anything and kind of just begin walking towards her because i'd like to sit down next to her mm-hmm yeah, um, you do so. Obviously, the uh, the three SIS members opposite you look a little bit um, perplexed. You do um, catch a slight uh, whisper as Donaldson 
uh, leans in towards Courtney and says, can't we just do what he's doing? <laughs> I'd like to sit down and the ve- I'm going to say in a very, uh, not, not very, I mean, I am very confused, so very confused. I'm going to say in a very confused voice, hello there. Well, she turns and looks, uh, looks towards you. She says, hello. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask what's happening to me because I don't, I was, I was one place and I fell asleep and now I'm back here. Okay. I feel very odd. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm very confused. Hmm. She nods. Maybe I can make that a little bit more clear for you. She raises up her hand, clicks her fingers, Everyone in the whole floor, on the floor of the restaurant, vanishes with the exception of you seven. She also is gone. There is no sound. There is nothing. Just all life in your immediate senses disappears. Holy fucking Mary. I just pour out my drink around the table. Can we have a sanity check from everyone, please? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh my god. I think that was in character, yeah. I swear. Oh! I got Ooh, a I'm... triple zero. I, oh. I, got, I got a one. Wow, well... I'm literally, I'm literally so engrossed in telling this story <laughs> about an enormous ball of twine that I once saw <laughs> that I haven't even noticed. <laughs> Apparently I'm even more engrossed in your story because I got, I got a, a 100. Ooh. You have a fork into your hand, so I can understand that. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I watched you stab a fork in your hand. That's true. Okay, well, um, in which case, um, for postgate, you're at one end of the bell curve. You have zero, so you're, you're fine. Um, Jacob is at the other end and loses three. Um, everyone else that failed, it's a D3. If we passed, is it anything? If you passed, it's zero. Is it zero? Okay. I've I've evidently seen this before. I so very I'm, hmm, interesting. I'm, I'm stu- I've stood up. I'm shaking. I'm looking around. This is not scientifically feasible. I look at Jacoby and all of them because I'm kind of freaking out. I lost your sanity, and I uh, kind of shout to them because I'm assuming I'm 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 further away from them in a, in this black void because I walked over to the bar. Um, I I kind of shout, "Are we dead?" What? No. Well, maybe. Am I, I bleeding? Uh, funnily enough, when you hold up your hand, it's it looks more like an older wound now, but it was bleeding at one point. Maybe there's now a scab over the wound. I look at my watch. Does it seem to be moving any faster, slower than normal? Stopped at one minute to midnight. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hold my pack of cigarettes towards Jacoby. I'm like, you might need one. So it's just like a black void. There's no building any longer that we're. Oh in. no, the, build, the building's there. Oh. Just, it's just we're people. alone now. Yeah, there's I, no people. I, I'm going to like run over to one of the windows and look out and see if everything is gone. Okay. Um, you have a look outside. It's there's stuff out there, but it's not the street you remember. 
Um, there's a night sky up above where you can see a multitude of stars suspended in the heavens. No clouds, just clear night sky. No constellations you recognize, but just clear, brilliant. Okay, there we go. On the other side of the street, you can see what looks to be an Ottoman palace. Next door to it's a Roman villa. The next house down, um, down from that is a skyscraper. And the road is cobbled. There's not a sound, there's not a movement out there, apart from the occasional, what looks to be a gust of wind, picking up dust and just blowing it down the street. Okay. So we still make sound ourselves, but there's no other sound. It's, it's oh, all unless wrong. you go outside, but sure. It's all wrong out there. I yell, I, I say back to them. Do these buildings that we were looking at, do they seem to be deserted or do they seem to, they, they're deserted. So they're older. Okay. No, yeah, no sign of life, but it seems to be a, almost like a pastiche or a, a mishmash of different time periods. Different out. time periods and different architectural schools. Yeah, very right. radically different architectural styles depending on one house or one building to the next. But these don't seem to be abandoned. They're not in disrepair. Um, there, there definitely seems to be sign of abandonment. There's a couple of areas where you see there's other cracks in the stonework, uh, okay. especially on the pavement where you can see uh, there are weeds growing up into the um, out into the open. You see some glass is shattered in the windows. Um, curtains are billowing out of some open windows or broken mm -hmm. broken ones. Doors are ajar, almost like open mouths, like moors, just screaming silently out into the dark. Does it seem to be daytime or nighttime? It's definitely night. You can see stars up above. Okay, got it. Right. right. Wake up, Jacoby. Wake up. Wake up. This is wrong. This is not real. This is not real. I you stand yourself with the hand. You stand yourself with the hand. You are not waking up. I'm actually going to go downstairs. But you're on the ground floor. Oh, we are. I'm. I'm going outside. Okay. In which case, you you head outside. Um, you can definitely hear the moaning of the wind rolling down the streets. Mm -hmm. It almost, for one second, it sounds like the whoosh of wind, but then as it slowly ebbs and flows, it almost sounds like sobbing as it passes, uh, passes by you. And this again, dust gets kicked up. And it's this, just oh, almost for a second, this overwhelming loneliness that hits you, that this just feels like a dead city, but a city out of time that there is so much different here than what you should recognize. I'm gonna make a sanity roll. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm slapping I, I, I did not make it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, you've already taken the um, kind of the sand hit from mm -hmm. seeing everyone dis, uh, potentially disappear. So it's not that it's, it's going to cause you any more erosion of sanity, but it will put you on edge, we'll say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, slapping yourself back and forth, Jacoby, nothing seems to be happening. Try to, I'll approach you there, Jacoby, and just like shake your shoulder and like, hey, you got to keep it together right now. This can't be real, and we have to wake up, but I can't wake up. Yeah, I know. Which is right in keeping with a lot of really creepy nightmares where you can't wake up. Right. And we're all here. We'll be talking about it tomorrow. Don't worry. He goes, <laughs> Might be sleep paralysis. Could be a lucid dream. Remember, right. we deal with the dark and weird things. 
That's our job. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely lucid, isn't it? Because I'm, I mean, I think we're all aware that we're dreaming. Right. But are we all, are we all really us? Because I know that I'm me, but maybe this is my dream and you're all just projecting. Well, I, I was, I was thinking exactly the same I, thing. We'll know in the morning. If yeah, you're I don't know if you can hear me. My screen's frozen again. We can hear you, actually. Oh, you can't hear me, right. Okay. Oh, you're back. We uh, okay. will yeah, know in the morning when we all compare our notes. It, mm-hmm. Is the woman still at the bar with Combs? She, t- no, she, she, disappeared. she disappeared as well. Oh, she did? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if she stayed. Okay, okay. Um, look, if, if this is... Um, if we are all having a, sh- a shared dream, as opposed to me just having a dream in which you're all characters... Mm-hmm. then in, in order to, to, to save time in the morning to, to affirm the fact that we're having a shared dream, we should just come up with um, a code word that we can all say to each other first thing in the morning that will confirm that we were all in the same dream together. Bottlenose dolphin. You just being characters in <laughs> my dream. As That's you light and cherry. Bottlenose dolphin. Bottlenose dolphin. Bottlenose. There's no chance that we're going to say that accidentally. Well, it depends on how much of a binger you want on, but I agree, it's more highly unlikely. Could we be affected at the moment by some sort of a spell put on us by one of these cult people that we're looking for? How could they have possibly known that we're here looking? I've been in the in the country for no more than twelve hours. <laughs> Is there a cult? I mean, how much do we how much do we know about them if they know dark magics? Are they, we going to refer to that person as the yellow woman? Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. How's the thing? If they could, was it called scrying or something? It's the yellow bride. Is that the some kind bride. of dark magic where they could you can look into a crystal ball and see who your enemies are? Uh, things like that. I, take my word on this. You, to, to, to scry, you need to know who you're scrying on. Sure. Sure, you're the expert. But I know nothing about dark magic. Well, also, as, as you say, we, we haven't had the time to bring ourselves to the uh, attention of anyone unless right. that person was either at the Para Palace Hotel or at the nightclub afterwards. Or, Unless somebody who already knows who N is. Or, and I point to Jacoby and I wag my finger, it's the artifact. We're in contact with it. It's within our sphere of influence. Well, I suppose that's a possibility. I'm not saying that's a definitive thing, but I'm just saying we've all come into contact with it. And Matt's Matt's gone. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's been gone for a while. Oh, he's back. I'm so sorry, Matt, this is happening. It must be storms or something. It it is blowing pretty damn bad out there. So I think I'll I'll do my best to splice this whole thing together and make it look decent. Just go building's atmosphere and then finally God bloody thing. We just we just had a discussion that um uh uh, Mick uh, suggested that we make a code word uh, so that in the morning over breakfast, if we say it, we'll know that we all had the same drink. And that's bottlenose dolphin. Got and, it. Um, 
Thomas was just speculating that maybe the artifact has something to do with what, what is happening. Well, if we remember, the gentleman who had the artifact was very inebriated. Mm -hmm. And if you go through something like this on a regular basis, I think you would probably want to be inebriated as well. Mm -hmm. like we're also trying to, to figure yeah. out if it was possible for uh, somebody uh, uh, associated with, uh, with N um, was able to tell that we were all here. Just, um, just one, may I just stop you there? Mm -hmm. If, as has been uh, posited, this, this, this could be something to do with some artifact or something, and if we are all genuinely in a shared dream, I think um, we should observe exactly the same standards uh, of caution and disclosure that we we should that we would if we were in any un, any other unsecured environment. Uh, you are absolutely right. Somebody could be listening. Hmm. We have, we have to remember who we are and what we do and maintain a, 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 a certain standard. Even if it's just a dream, I'm, I, I don't even like bringing this up, but if I'm lucid enough to be uh, conscious of the fact I'm dreaming, then I'm conscious enough of the need uh, to, to preserve the, the integrity of any information I have. Mr. Postgate is. I'm not entirely sure whether that makes sense to me or not, given the circumstance. But um, I can't help but feel that there there could be um, persons, forces, something listening in on well, everything we're saying. Let's go outside then. Well, I, I don't know if we should go outside. Look, and I and I point to the dilapidation and. I don't think it matters. Wherever we go, we're still in the dream. Yeah. I think but we, we can some, something has somehow brought us all together in the same dream. If we operate under the, 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 the assumption that we are all actually ourselves in a shared dream, then something has done this to us. Or then someone. Something could be here with us. We might not be able to see that something or someone. Let's get the hell out of here, then. Oh, I see. We just stay and sit at the table. That's exactly Man, my thought. Don't we'll wake up. Can I make fire? Can I light a cigarette? Yeah, nothing stops you. Nothing's okay. And I, could, I could use one of those. That's what, I was wondering when you're going to accept it. Pass, I pass you one. Like, I'm a doctor, damn it. I smoke. <laughs> That's right. I don't smoke, but I could use a cigarette right now. It helps get rid of that damn cough. So. Right. Smoking's good for you. It fortifies the lungs. Helps get rid of the nerves. Makes, makes makes them good and rubbery and strong. This doesn't taste like what I thought it would. It's not bad. Can I the conclusion is if the conclusion is to stay here, I'm just go ahead. I heard about a sip of a drink. Yes, can I take a sip of my drink? Yeah, you do so. Does it taste like a drink? No, yeah, it tastes perfectly normal. What if this isn't a dream, but an experiment? What does that mean? I mean... That's an interesting point. What if, what if, what if this is something being done to us by 
somebody else you know rather than being in a dream what if this has been induced what if we're still having dinner with the SIS agents and we've, we've simply been slipped some sort of hallucinogen that's what I right. thought right right but, but the fact that the odds of it being a shared hallucination because exactly. usually, usually, yeah, yeah. usually I mean, you tr you trip by yourself. Well, or if I if I was going to include all of you in the hallucination, then why include all of you in this hallucination and not the SIS agents and or not the waiter or the barman? Mm -hmm. Do you remember us discussing with uh, with uh, Natalia? Um, uh, after the SIS people had left? No. I, have this, I haven't heard about that either. Not, not, nor this artifact that you're, you're speaking about. That you all came into contact does, with. Does Tom have the artifact with him? Or Dr. Jacoby? Le it, uh, I don't have the artifact. Mr. Lebeau has the artifact. Ah. So Jacoby. You, you do have the artifact here now with you now. Well, did, but did he have it with him when we were at the restaurant? But does he have it now? He's right there. Ask him. Yeah. Mr. Lebeau, that's what, I, that's what I'm asking. Do you have the artifact on you now? I yep, you read in my pocket and I pull out the artifact. <laughs> it's there. Boy, there it is. That's I have a question for the GM. Mm -hmm. The woman at the bar, the first time we noticed her, did we notice, was she wearing a yellow dress then? The figure hugging black, completely black, matching the color of her hair. And you mentioned the fact that she was wearing a veil, but I'm curious if we can see enough of her features to see if it looks like it's the same woman or a different woman different woman um, you can make out enough that you can see this is definitely someone the build is different um, the height is different the look on her face is different um, obviously it's not the same as like lifting it and seeing a complete picture yeah. of her yeah. but you can you can get enough to say that it is definitely not the same person yeah and she's still there no uh, when she clicked her fingers oh. and said I'll make this all a bit more simpler for you she <laughs> vanished as well we're going to refer to her as the yellow bride at this point so. the yellow bride all right and and mr o'sullivan could i have one of those cigarettes too right <laughs> well that's a full pack apparently which i didn't still is even though you've given one yeah. it still is even though you've given one to jacoby really really what i'm going to do is i'm going to cut mine exactly in half and then put it in my pocket okay snap and in I take it. I take a really long swig after that from my glass. I'm like, oh, this could be the mother load here. <laughs> Fully enough, your glass doesn't really seem to be going down all that well either. Is it possible like <laughs> to do either an occult or a, a Cthulhu Mythos role to see if we are reminded? Like, have we read about this in some book somewhere, or what we might be experiencing? You can try either with your Cthulhu Mythos or your Trust Section 46. All right. I like Trust. Well, I got better. Trust Section 46. 
That's a 20. Uh, I no. just barely missed it. You can spend luck. You can spend luck. Oh, but I don't know if I want to. It's <laughs> so early. <laughs> I got 41 oh. out of... Oh, that doesn't pass. I rolled a six. For those who are thinking about luck rolls, um, because this is going to be obviously an ongoing campaign length, uh, length scenario, um, I am planning on giving you luck refreshes every, maybe every one or two days, depending on how many sessions it takes you to get to that point. Oh, okay. So uh, because this is session three and you'll be going into the next day tomorrow, you'll get a luck refresh next session. So if that might, is enough to tempt you. Do you have a, a maximum uh, that you'll allow us to spend? Uh, you can spend as much as you like. Just realize you're shooting yourself in the foot when I ask you for a luck roll. Okay. <laughs> or, a yeah. group luck, or a group luck roll. Indeed. <laughs> Matthew, I rolled a, a 6 out of 20 for the trust. Okay, so definitely pass there. Yeah. Any else? Anyone else with a pass? I now have a pass. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, is it two passes? Any advance on two? 12, 13. Oh. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll do it. All right. Right. In which case, the three of you may remember from the character creation um, session we did that there are rumors and mutterings amongst Section 46 of an, op of an entity or a being called H, supposedly H. female and N's counterpart that exists in the dreamlands that she interrogates people in their dreams to find out what Section 46 and what members of N's network are doing. The woman at the bar, obviously, female. And this very much seems like a dream. You can make the assumption that you are in the dreamlands or a part of it, maybe, that you have not been to before or heard of. Henry's right. We need to shut up. I, out of character, I actually thought that a little bit ago, but then I wasn't sure if... I knew that in character, so I didn't think, so I'm glad I'm glad we did this. Anyway, you know your enemy. <laughs> yep. So it's almost like halfway through a swill, then he looks at his glass and he sees that it's not emptying, and he looks at his pack, and it just like his eyes get wide for a second. Yeah, I agree with Postgate. <laughs> Let's just sit at the table and stare at each other. Well, well that's me. Wake up. That means mistake is not going away either. Um, well, you know, I, I, I'm reminded of a time um, that I, uh, I I once visited this this cracking owl sanctuary. There we go. No, no, wait a minute. Please, no. Don't no, no. no. I think that's a good idea. If it worked on the CIA agents, it'll work on... There you go. Yeah, yeah. Borum did that. Go get him, Henry. I don't you, know. Has anyone ever been to Long Stanton Spice Museum? Oh God! <laughs> the one with the curry? No, no. It's um, it's 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 uh, it's in Long Stanton in Norfolk. I don't know if you're familiar with Norfolk in England. It's a it's a fascinating fascinating place. Um, it's it's full of incredibly interesting things. Mm -hmm. There are um, trees, but rather a lot of trees. Um, both. Um, deciduous and otherwise and coniferous just as you're trying to get your uh, tongue around the word deciduous um you've realized that you are laying back in a very comfortable bed looking up at the ceiling not too sure when you awoke um thankfully for the rest of you um you start to uh hear postgates uh regalia of norfolk and uh, norwich start to disappear into the background each of you 
have a look at your character sheet and have a look at your PAL score. You gain the dreaming skill at a fifth of your current PAL. Oh, the dreaming skill? Your first trip to the dreamlands, you get, um, you get the dreaming skill. Uh, One fifth of our PAL? That's it. Eleven. Oh, yeah. Twelve. Twelve. And me as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as, um, as Postgate's uh, description of trees uh, continues as he's lying in bed. Some of you, if you're on the same floor, may hear the voice carry through the, um, carry through the door into the, into the hallway and say so you can hear him talking in his own, um, in his own apartment. Um, but Postgate specifically, you have this feeling that you are being watched for the briefest of moments by someone or something that is just intensely bored. <laughs> and it's not us. Perfect. <laughs> Good defense, by the way. We have a new skill to add to our uh, our sheets. Monotony. Monotony. Yeah. <laughs> roll your monotony skill. Make a roll against your post gate skill. <laughs> My middle finger is a little bit longer than my first finger. <laughs> These are the discussions that we have when we're being observed. Yeah. Um, thinking of uh, if Jacoby does that, having a look at his fingers, um, you do notice a bit of a bruise on the back of your hand. Mm. And your magic point has not refreshed. Mm. I must have done that to myself. Come on, LeBeau, do it. Can I check my pants pocket? To see there you go. <laughs> um, you put your hand in your empty pocket and root around. It is not where you left it. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, Do Are we all awake? You are now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to open my door and just shout bottlenose dolphin. <laughs> oh hell! Everybody uh, hears that. Uh, Your room is bugged. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> they're gonna hear me say "bottlenose dolphin," and they're gonna be like, "All right, that's the code word. Go in." And gonna... <laughs> the eagle has landed. The eagle has landed. What? What time is it? I mean, it's about five in the morning, so it's still dark out there. So my watch stopped at one minute until midnight. So were we in the dreamlands for? is the insinuation that we were in the dreamlands for five hours. No, um, you look at your watch now and it's showing five o'clock. Right. So we probably didn't get to sleep until about 1230 or one. Mm -hmm. We've only had four hours of sleep. Last yeah. You are, some of you are still a bit, a bit sluggish. That's the last yeah. time I had vodka before, before bed. <laughs> I think Ema would be extremely sluggish at this point. Very, probably still inebriated. But when we hear uh, Combs yell out bottlenose dolphin, mm -hmm. um, we all realize we maybe we need a conference. To the yeah. roof. Yes. <laughs> oh, do we have to? Right now. Just, right. just a, a, a five minute conference and then we can go back to bed. Who's on the first floor with me? Is it, is it Combs? I think, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the first floor. Okay. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm so you, you scream it like in your words. <laughs> then my door opens and like, bloody hell, so loud. Fuck. 
Couldn't, uh, couldn't we have discussed the Delfina Day sometime later in the morning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, head up to the, the roof. Mm-hmm. Roof right now? Um, yep. Before I roof go right to now. I'm just going to pour myself a glass of water and mm-hmm. uh, drink it. Yeah, it's fairly, <laughs> fairly average tap water. Hydration is important. Is the glass now empty? If when you put it down on the uh, well, depending on how much you drink, if you drink it dry and you put it down, it's empty. Okay. Monotony skill increased by one d ten. Philosophy <laughs> skill lose ten. Just simply trying to to. <clears throat> ascertain whether I'm actually awake or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to try different combinations of like drinking, the, uh, taking a sip out of the glass, or taking it half down, taking it fully down, it appears that it is not refilling. Okay. Pack of cigarettes is, however many you've smoked throughout the course of the previous night. So everything seems to be back to normal. Yeah. Either that, or she's getting better at tricking us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, just stab your hand again. And I, I point to the bruise on the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. I said something carried through. Yeah. That's interesting. So we go, we're up on the roof. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I say, right. I, we all know about the bottlenose dolphin then. Yeah, so it's very loudly. our theory is that this has something to do with H. I was thinking H. Right, I assume Eamon shared his insight. I think the between the couple of us, right, that we're just kind of like, H? H? Yeah. Well, it's obvious that things have kind of crossed over or bled over, and I point to Dr. Jacoby. Well, when we... When we find ourselves in a similar situation, again, we need to be very careful about what we say. Right. And I think that... This would also tend to suggest that we um, are going to be in for quite an eventful uh, visit to Istanbul. Uh, If if we're here to to ascertain whether any, any groups are active and something like this happens... Right. Someone else is interested in those groups too. That, that, that something is going on in Istanbul at the moment. It's not yeah. bad enough that we have to fight things in the waking world. Now I can't even get a good night's sleep either. Did anyone else have the dream where you're standing on top of a pyramid, naked with a thousand women, and they're all throwing tiny pickles at you? Tiny uh, pickles. That's that's on, that's on you, man. Oh. That's on you. Why is it all covers for me? Tiny Sounds like a great dream. Tiny, tiny pit bulls. Why does that sound <laughs> so familiar? That's a movie reference. <laughs> uh, what movie? <laughs> a real one? Or it one sounds really familiar. From the 80s, real genius. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. It doesn't exist yet. Um, But someone close by must have heard that comment. So then they are now going away thinking, I could make a film out of that. 
Let me write right. the screenplay. You've, you've disturbed the timeline. The, stream, <laughs> the streams have crossed. Is that Val Kilmer? Oh, my God. Yep. Sounds yeah, funny. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer reference. Oh, my God. And weren't we talking about Val Kilmer just the other It's come full circle. It has. <laughs> Six degrees of Val Kilmer. All right. <laughs> So conclusion is don't talk about stuff in our dream, in the dream world if we end up right. We're under surveillance everywhere. We may right. have found though a rather a rather effective means of distraction, and that's uh, the post gate maneuver. Talk. yeah, the post gate maneuver <laughs> sounds like something from Star Trek. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, we have the Picard maneuver, so now we have the post gate maneuver. Oh, it's it's. Um... We, we, we were taught that in basic training to, uh, to deal with aggressors. If someone comes up to you in the street and tries to uh, tries to waylay you, you're taught to say, uh, my garden wall is approximately two and a half feet high. <laughs> and then start describing the, the, the minutiae <laughs> of the garden wall or whatever else you're describing to them until they go away. Or beat you. <laughs> One of the two. You know, 50-50 shot. Either way, they lose. <laughs> I win. I, I've got the moral high ground, whatever happens. Even though that high ground is only about they two and a half know, They know nothing. That's well, the important thing. The high ground is the same height as the shrub. Gentlemen, I don't know about you, but I need my beauty rest. And I am, uh, we've gotten about four hours of sleep. Yeah. Um, should we reconvene maybe in four hours for uh, breakfast? Uh, I'll, I'll probably go actually get breakfast now. You guys sleep. You're not still full from last night. I'm fine. I feel not, I'm not great, but I feel okay. Well, maybe, I'll see you in about four hours. Nine maybe keep the yelling down. <laughs> hey, Matthew, I have a question. Um, yep. How do I, f I'm not sure if I can word this right, but how do I feel about, in other words, did that seem like a dream to me as I'm sitting here now? Like, like, did it feel like a lucid dream? Did it feel like a dream at all? Did it feel like a memory or? The closest you'd pin it to is it felt very much like reality. It obviously was very somewhat surreal. Yeah. But it felt real. Okay. All right. It's the nature of many dreams that I've had where they made total sense in the dream. And then when you review them after you wake up, you go, okay, that doesn't make any sense at all. Well, I think the reason I was asking... my mother turn into a German shepherd? I think the reason I was asking that was because I saw the, the bruise on your hand and I mm. tend to write off a dream as being, you know, it's just a dream. Don't worry about it. And you can eventually dismiss it but having seen the bruise on your hand and having seen how real it feels, I'm, I'm a little bit like worried now. That, it's uh, psychosomatic, well, I'm sure. Or I, I, I would imagine this, this must be something um, more, more than a, than a, than a dream. Some, some sort of um, collective unconscious perhaps. Yeah. Some, some sort of Jungian thing. There have been things written about that since in every religion and every, you know, so <clears throat> who knows? Well, Lebeau, did, do you still have that cigarette you broke in your pocket or the, uh, I, the, uh, the thing, the artifact? 
I did not have the cigarette. I think I have the thing. I don't remember. I mean, I know Matthew told you, I think, but if we were discussing and talking about this, I w- we would bring it up probably. Yeah, I was going to ask, but I got cut off. Are, are we still on the roof or are we kind of like dispersing? We're also in our night night clothes. We certainly didn't put in our suits and ties and stuff to go up on the roof. No, but I guess I'm going mm. down to get dressed. I'm going to go have breakfast. So. Is there any place even I'm, open? I'm, I'm going back to bed. Um, I'm going back to bed as well. It's probably like a little cafe that or something. Now knows that I sleep in a traditional nightshirt and cap. <laughs> I sleep in this. Really They're so always cool. ready, <laughs> complete with a pocket protector. <laughs> I, I think he's feeling a little weird, a little crazy. You know, back to his room and walk around for a bit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Have they invented pocket protectors yet? Oh yeah, just little in the in the seventies, yeah, yeah. That's some of these technology right there. Hmm. I'm going to get one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Tom! You're wearing a lab coat. Yes. Dang, dude. <laughs> wow. Welcome, Tom. Welcome. And if there's blood, I have my goggles. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> And that is a delayed 100 on a spot hidden roll, right? No kidding, man. Man. I just thought he was wearing a a button-up shirt, and he just happened to have pens or something in there. It's a lab coat. Mm -hmm. Wow. (sighs) I have a lab coat. Mine's is blue, though, not not, uh, white. So tonight, we have to meet with uh, the information dealer. Yes. What are we going to do until then? I don't know. We're going to sleep for a little while. I need to go to the office and uh, and check up on Demir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we can do this bit as a uh, also a montage sequence, if you like, then. Uh, Combs, breakfast, not a problem. Um, little Again, maybe a little bit sluggish by the time that everyone else wakes up. Otherwise, anyone that goes back to sleep again, it's pretty uneventful. You don't dream at all. Okay, mm. good. And then when you wake up, it's about, say, four hours after five. It's about nine in the morning. Um, you can hear the sounds of the city having definitely been awo- um, awake for a few hours around you. Normal traffic is uh, rushing past. Maybe you can hear one poor unfortunate snoring in the next room. Everything seems to be normal when you wake up. Can we, uh, since we're in Turkey, can we hear the call to prayer? Yes, they go off several times a day. Yes, you can definitely hear it over the speakers. They're all over the city. I don't know what time that occurs, so that might be something that wakes you up. I can get that for you, one sec. I believe one of them occurs in like the very early hours of the morning. Yes. Very early. Yeah, 5 a.m., I think. It's 5 a.m. So we would have heard it as we were getting up on the roof. Yeah. And other people would have been getting up on the roof to uh, point south? Towards Mecca. Yeah, it would be going... It, well, we're in Turkey, though, so wouldn't it be southeast? So Saudi Arabia is east. Is it? I thought it was south. Or directly south. I, I think I'm wrong. Southeast. Can we make a roll to see if we sleep through it because we're so <laughs> worn out? 
I don't think you need to make a roll for that. You you probably would just sleep through it because you are tired. You didn't seem to get any rest whatsoever oh, man. from the first from the first batch. Mm-hmm. Hence, represented by the fact you didn't get your magic point back from your um, from your sleep. However, on your next attempt, so the next four hour batch, you do regain that one point. Well, I think it's important that we get our rest and be you know at a hundred percent. You know, so my suggestion would be to kind of take until seven o'clock tonight, just kind of take it easy, you know, extreme self-care, you know, make sure that you're ready to go. I'm sorry, Matthew. What was the point that we got back? Uh, your magic point, because no yeah, one else has lost any. I see. Um, yeah, your one comes back on, in your second batch of sleep. Okay. I like Ian's way of thinking, and there's a lot of, a lot of resting. And recovering. Mm-hmm. Uh, call to prayer happens according to times of sunrise and sunset, so it can change throughout the year. For example, it's between 5 a.m. and 9.30 p.m. in summer, whereas in November it's from 6.35 p.m. So time, uh, times for them are posted outside mosques. They're pretty regular. I see. Um, but that only happens at sunrise and sunset then, huh? And in, at various points in between. Okay. I suppose it would, whether we wake up or not, has to do with how close a minaret is to the actual apartment building that we're in. Yeah, you can see the, the volume will be louder. You're yeah. not on top of one, so it's a comfortable right. distance enough away that you could sleep through it if you wanted. Okay. All right. Yep, so nine o'clock, um, you all gather together and seem to be, say, vaguely refreshed. Um, Jacoby, you say you want to go to have a um, look on your assistant? Yeah, I'll go talk to my assistant, Demir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anyone else want to do anything in particular? Is there anything I need to do technology-wise for preparing a some sort of recording device? You could have one already set up. It's a fairly standard piece of equipment for yourself. You can certainly check over it to make sure it's um, working perfectly well, so the batteries are all um, fully charged, that there's there's no broken wire that's happened in transit, that it is is all working a-okay. That probably takes you a good hour if you want to really double-check everything is fine. Okay. Um, Before I leave for my office, I'm going to ask uh, Robert if I can borrow the artifact for a while. I want to do some research. Actually, let me let me take a look at this artifact. <laughs> I'll show um, Natalia first. And what sort of research? Are you going to damage it? No. I'm going to see if I can identify some of the markings on it. Okay. As, as mentioned before, when you went to put your hand in your pocket, you found there weren't any um, pieces of cigarette in there. And also there was no little gold. There wasn't. Uh, yeah, it was not there. Mm-hmm. You didn't sneak into my room, did you, Jason? I did not. Uh, did you check into the pocket of your suit? Is that where you were keeping it? Because I doubt that you slept in your suit. You know, I thought this was the next day, isn't it? All right, I'm wearing a suit. Yeah, this now. is the next morning. Yeah, um, so I would have transferred everything. So is it missing from the room? Yeah. I made, though that's what I was talking about when we were up on the roof. I said that some things 
seemed to have gone in and not come back. Like something, it transferred. God damn it. I have to do it from memory. Thank God I have a great memory. Presumably it came to the attention of H and was therefore... Because he pulled it out and he went like this. And everything that was observed. All right. (laughs) Not happy. I'm out 300 bucks. I'm not happy either. (laughs) (laughs) I would have handed you 300 bucks if you'd have handed the damn thing to me. All right. Whatever. Um, Maybe we can get it back later. You would have gotten to see it, Natalia, had uh, uh, whatever. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to get in a taxi and go to my office. All right. Should we call it there? Yeah, I think we can do. That seems like a good uh, good point to leave it. And when we reconvene, shall we reconvene just before our, well, an hour or two before we're going to back to the Galata Palace? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea, just so we can debrief and go over our plan A and plan B. All right. Yeah. And, and if I can think of one thing that will happen during the day for you. Um, but that's not going to take too long. So we'll do it again. Quick, just a quick round robin as to what people want to do with the time they've got, or if they just want to sit in the room and watch Turkish TV. Okay. Are we doing that right now? Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end it right now. That's oh. what we're doing during the during this day. We'll we'll pick that up next week. Um, our players included. Uh, Jeff Wilkins, Bill Mize, Lucas Glasshauer, uh, Mick Swan, Wayne Worthy, Thomas McKeon, and myself with Matthew, San- with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We like reading them. This is Thomas Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs> <laughs>